Hey everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Life. Hey everybody. Hey everybody. Welcome back to our podcast. We are so excited this week because this is take two. (laughs) Behind the scenes. Yes. So anyway, today we're going to talk (laughs) about true intimacy. We're going to continue our conversation from last week. Mm -hmm. Today we'll discuss true intimacy and identify ways that you can have it with your spouse. Mm -hmm. We'll also explore what intimacy is not, or what I like to call intimacy killers, because there are certainly things we can do that would kind of have the intimacy pause, Mm -hmm. if you will. So first thing we want to talk about is... True intimacy starts with intimacy with God. Yes. And Well, can I say something? I just want to say something to all our listeners out there. As Renee said, this is take two. We gave... we, we, We recorded... Well, we had a podcast before this. Same information. We gave you our 48 minutes of good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Nuggets just dropping down from heaven. And then when we were done, we realized. Nothing recorded. <laughs> Not a ting. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something since you're talking about that. Oh, Jesus. One of the things we said when we previously recorded this mm-hmm. is that we asked our listeners who have a relationship with God, mm-hmm. who are prayers to yeah. pray for us, mm-hmm. because we had just, I don't want to say had um, an intimacy killer, but we had to have a conversation because as we go through these podcasts, we have our own share of challenges. Oh, yeah, we do. And so I think... This is God's way of saying, y'all going to sit here (laughs) another 48 or however long it takes us to get through this. Because the last time we had to do, I think, four or five takes, Mm -hmm. several podcasts, it was the same thing. We had an issue, but we're doing wonderful because we are growing and we are improving. And just as we're trying to help you work on you. We're we working are, on us. We're working on us too. Yes. So, <laughs> with that being said, I know God has a sense of humor. Yes, He does. <laughs> uh, <laughs> true intimacy starts with intimacy with God, and I know it, I never. I can say I hadn't heard that statement probably until I had been saved ten or twelve years, and I didn't understand it. I didn't understand God wants to be intimacy. God wants to be intimate with me, excuse me. And cuz that's true intimacy. And you can't have in, you cannot have true intimacy with God and not your spouse. Nor can you have true intimacy with your spouse and not God. You cannot separate the two for those of us who are married. So we'll somebody get- somebody might be thinking Intimacy with God. Yes. How, how do I get intimate with God? What is what does that look like? Well, well that that includes prayer, having um, alone time with God, praying. I know for me personally, um, I wake up this, this, and I'm not telling anybody to do this. This is just my schedule I have. Like I'll get up 
two, three in the morning and I'll pray and then I'll go back to bed. This is me. I, you know, everybody has their own schedule and their own time, how they pray, when they pray. But this is just me. Um, you pray, uh, you worship, you have prayer and worship. You have a long time with the Lord, getting to know him, reading his word, reading the Bible. There are so many different versions of the Bible out there. You don't have to just read the King James Version. You well, get... I want to go back to prayer. Okay. Because mm-hmm. prayer is not just you having a conversation with God. It's you also sitting and listening to God. Two-way street. It's it's a dialogue. It's not a monologue. So you're going to sit there, you're going to, or you're going to lay there, or you're going to, on your knees, in your chair, prostrate. You're going to have a conversation with God, and God's going to have a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. And the conversation isn't always you making prayer requests. Yes. Um, God is not a genie in a bottle. Uh-oh. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Can I have? I want, I want. You are going to let God know how great he is, mm-hmm. how wonderful he is, how magnificent he is. You're going to give God adoration. You're going to give God um, love and attention. And that's being intimate, telling God that you're grateful that he woke you up. Um, what I usually do when I get up in the morning this is not my prayer time per se, but the first thing that I do when I get out the bed is I drop to my knees and I just say, Lord, thank you for waking me up today. Thank you for blessing me to open my eyes. Thank you, Lord God, for a roof over my head, clothes on my back. I can hear the birds. Thank you, God. I just give God praise, glory, and honor. So you want to honor him. I could spend this whole podcast just saying, God, I, you're awesome. I see you get ready to go there. God, you're wonderful. There is none like you, God. You are in a class by yourself. He is mighty. He is awesome. He is the great I am. He's all that we need him to be. Thank him for his grace. Thank him for his mercy. Just give him glory and honor that is due his name. And you don't have to do it. Um where you're in some, you know, you could do it throughout the day. That's what I'm trying to say. You can do it. Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. You can do it in the shower. Do it when you're washing dishes. Do it when you're driving Driving. in your car. Just have a conversation with God and let him know that you love him and appreciate him. And yes, the Bible is clear. Make your request be made known unto God. So you could certainly ask him for things, but that should not be your only reason for going to God. Because again, intimacy is broken. Mm -hmm. It's all about me. What about me? What about me? God, give me, give me, give me. Nobody likes that. God doesn't want that. And your spouse doesn't want that. And when you said um, prayer, God is not a genie in the bottle. And I, I don't know who I who I heard say this, but it was some some person on TV that when you pray and God, you know, if he says no to a prayer, that's still an answered prayer. Mm-hmm. He just said no. Mm-hmm. And because even if you, if you look at your child, if you have children, you, we don't always give our children everything they ask for. Right. Sometimes you say no because you know in the long run what they're asking for will hurt them. Mm-hmm. And so um, when you said that, God's not a genie in the Bible. That's the first thing I thought of is that you know people like, well, Lord, I need, Lord, I want. And God is trying to grow you. He's trying to you know mature you as a believer, as a Christian. And so everything you pray for, everything we pray for, we're not going to get. Right. And you understand as you get older and more mature that – 
Some things you 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 happy when God said no. Some things you don't want or yes. you didn't want. He'll supply your needs, not your wants. Oh. <laughs> so you may not get everything you want, but mm-hmm. God will make sure you have what you need. Yeah. Uh, so worship, definitely. Mm-hmm. I just mentioned that you want to give him because he's worthy of glory and honor. So you want to worship him. Mm-hmm. You certainly want to make sure that he knows that you love him and that you appreciate everything that he does for you. Also, um, when you're having prayer conversations, well, I lost my train of thought. When you're having prayer conversations. Um, you can have alone time with God. That's yes. important to have dedicated time. We schedule time for everything else. We schedule you know, we're going to go to the dentist, we're going to do this, we're going to get up, we're going to go to the gym, or we're going to mm-hmm. go to work, you know, on a schedule. But what about your time with God? You should schedule time with God. That shouldn't just be a random, you know, oh, I have a few, I have 30 minutes yeah. today, I'm going to give God 30 minutes, so I'm going to give him 10 minutes or whatever. And you need to no, carve out time to spend with God. That's intimate time. Mm-hmm. The driving in the car, it's a little, it's distracting because you can't close your eyes. You can't really be in tune to everything that God is saying to you because you're distracted. So you want uh, uninterrupted alone time with God. And we're so busy now that we have all these things going on in our lives that it's important. And when you said schedule, you know, I just got a visualization of, you know, my personal calendar, my work calendar. It's like, you know, you have all these meetings and all these things you have to do, but you have to put God first. And so for me personally, when I get up early in the morning, it's dark, it's quiet, there's nothing going on, and I get to focus on the Lord. That's that's how, you know, I start my day. It helps me out. Mm-hmm. And um, I pray that, you know, these words help somebody to start your day off in the intimate, having an intimate relationship with the Lord. Right. And also spending time with God means spending time in his word, reading his word so you can get to know who he is, so you can study to show yourself approved. It's important to know who God is and understand the way God operates. And sometimes we can't always clearly understand, you know, God, because our ways are not, God's ways are not our ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you want to read your word, you want to study your word, you want to get an understanding, and all thy getting, get an understanding. So my question as we talk about getting intimate with God is, now that we want to have true intimacy, and we have true intimacy with our with our maker, God, do we pray with our spouses? Uh-oh. Do we? I ain't got time to pray with my spouse. I'm just joking. (laughs) Do you sit and hold hands? Or you don't have to hold hands. Uh, Do you just go boldly to the throne of grace together as a unit, as one, praying with your spouse, praying for your spouse, and not praying on your spouse? Uh Uh-oh. Get them, God. Uh Uh-oh. Be praying, God, get them. Get him. So, this is the time for me to start telling, telling, telling on you. Yep. Lord, you see he's doing this. He's not doing that. She's doing this. Lord, help her do that. Right. And that that's praying on your spouse. And I'm going to speak for me personally. I would not want to sit through that. I would not want to be a part of that. 
and I probably would check out. I would be there physically, but mentally, emotionally, I am someplace else. Yes. And I know you have not preyed on me in around a day or so. <laughs> Come on, tell the <laughs> truth. Don't have the right. picket out there. I'll be praying uh, on you. No, you it's it's been a long, very long time. And I, you know, we, again, this is our second podcast we're doing, but um it's been years, decades since I felt that way when we were praying. Because I can imagine that would block in the intimacy as well. Yeah. You trying to pray and connect with God along with your spouse, and you're hearing your spouse saying, "He ain't, he's not doing mm-hmm. this, or she's not doing this, and then you check out, and then the wall goes up. Yeah, because in their mind, in my mind, I could have been thinking, and this is just me, Doug, personally, that I am trying to do whatever it is mm-hmm. that you know you may have been saying at the time, praying at the time. I'm thinking I am, I'm trying, at least give me some credit for trying. I may not be there yet, but I'm, I'm on the road. And I think sometimes we, when it comes to intimacy, we don't, um, we don't give our spouses credit for the effort. And mm-hmm. again, come back to celebrate your differences. They are trying. So if you see them trying, you don't want to uh, minimize their effort and like, oh, you're not doing whatever. They're trying. It's it's not yes. their personality. It's not their innate personality to do whatever it is you're asking them to do. But they, they are making an effort and they are trying. So just thank them for the for the effort. Yes. Yes. And that's a time when you're praying together to um be thankful for your spouse. Mm-hmm. Lord, I thank you for the spouse that you have here. You know, so many people and my single People out there who listen can probably co-sign or some that want to be married. They wish they had a spouse and you're complaining about little things. So just be mindful of that. Does somebody wish they had it as good as you have it? So pray for your spouse and not on your spouse so that you guys can have intimacy. It's, it's a beautiful thing for you guys to pour your hearts out to God together. The Bible declares in 18 and 19, Matthew, Matthew. thank you, Matthew 18, 19. They're like, 18, 19, where? Just pick a book. Just pick a book, any book. (laughs) The Bible declares in Matthew 18, verse 19, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. So it's a beautiful thing for you guys to get in agreement together. And if you're praying on your spouse, certainly they're not going to be in agreement with what you're saying. And when at the end of the prayer, when you say amen, which means it is so, Mm -hmm. they may not want to co-sign with you and say amen because they're thinking it's not so. No, it's not so. (laughs) It is definitely not so. And um, real quick, uh, real quick interlude. Um, Last week, we talked about um, different things that may impact um, true intimacy. And, you know, we talked about, you know, prayer and we don't want to be. We want to be mindful that there are certain people, there are people out there who went through, experienced severe trauma in their life whatever it may be, rape, incest, whatever it may be. Um, And I don't want to make light of that fact. So I also 
want to say that Renee and I, we believe in professional counseling. Yes. And if there are things that you've gone through in your life that will that have hindered or you see is, you see is hindering you being intimate with your spouse, we definitely believe in professional counseling. We believe in prayer. We believe in fasting. Um, we believe in pleading the blood of Jesus. We believe in the Holy Spirit. And we also believe God gave us professional counselors. Yes. And um, I dare say, choose a Christian counselor yes. so that they're going to give you the word of God. They're not going to just give you their advice or what they think is right, but they base it on God's word. Yeah. I definitely agree with the Christian counselor part. And also last week, um, when it said talked about husbands love your wives, I for some reason I said thought that was in First Corinthians, but that's actually in, in Ephesians five twenty eight. Twenty five through twenty eight, excuse me. And so husbands, that is a command from God to love we are to love our wives. Yes. True intimacy. Love your wife. And so for our single people, um, we also talked about guarding your heart and which is Proverbs four twenty three in the Passion Translation. The Passion Translation. And it says this way, um, so above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. And I want to take some time during this podcast to address the single people, because we understand for the last three months or so, you know, with the whole COVID-19 coronavirus you know, you may have been um, in the house, self-quarantine, and depending on where you are in the world or in the United States, they're starting to open up. It's the summertime, and you want to, um, for those of you who desire marriage, you may think, well, this person who I've been communicating with, maybe he or she is the one. And to go back to, I think it was last week or the week before that uh, podcast, I want you to be mindful that God doesn't need our help to bless us. Mm -hmm. And when I talked about Ishmael and Isaac and Abram, um, don't, don't take, don't fall for the bait. Um, Guard your heart, who you allow to come into your heart and different areas of your heart, because it is out of it flows the wellspring of life. And, I'm not can't add any more to Proverbs 4.23, but I just want you to be mindful of that. And uh, still going along with to the single people, especially to the single people in the Song of Solomon, the book of the song, the book of Song of Solomon. <clears throat> I know we don't usually um, read that book too often. I know we had a, um, a something at church where we did a, an event and we were we took passages out of the Song of Solomon. And we mm-hmm. had people act out. And some people didn't want to do it. They were like, I'm not saying this. It's in the Bible, people. <laughs> so <laughs> Song of Solomon for my single people. And I, I want I want to address this verse two and seven in the message Bible. I'm not gonna read all of this, but I, I would encourage you to re- read it. Uh it says, Don't excite love, don't stir it up until the time is right. Ripe, excuse me, R I P E. And you're ready. 
And so that's verse two and two through seven. And if you go down to chapter three, verses one through five, and again, talking to single people, this is the second second warning. False intimacy will take you places you didn't mean to go. Um, take heed to the warning and guard your heart. If you go down to verse five, there's the same um, thing. It says, um, don't excite love. Don't stir it up until the time is ripe and you're ready. And then if you go down to verse five, chapter five, excuse me, verses two through seven, uh, it talks about false intimacy again and running after people can do more harm than good. Um, And for lack of a better phrase, it talks about hooking up or a booty call or a one night stand or whatever you want to call it. And this is (laughs) this is all in the book where the guy came to her house late at night. She had already bathed and she was in her night clothes and he's knocking on the door and he wants to come in and she's fighting herself not to open the door because, again, nobody's going to show up at your house at midnight. You know, it's not for Bible study. So (laughs) (laughs) it's just not going to happen. And so she doesn't let him in. But then he walks away and I'm just giving you a high level overview. He walks away, but then she runs after him at night. And of course, she has on her house clothes and it's night is dark. And so she's found um, by some men and they take advantage of her. I'll let you read the story. It's all in the Bible. And then if you go down to chapter eight, verse four, single people, this is the third warning in the same book of Song of Solomon. Don't excite love. Don't stir it up until the time is ripe and you're ready. Ripe. That's R-I-P-E. Ripe. ripe. Yes, not right. Ripe. And so don't stir it up because it's hard to take back or out once you stir it together. And I know we talked about the analogy of a cake previously, and I want to use the same analogy. Once you take the egg, the flour, the milk, the butter, um, the flavoring, whatever it is, and you stir it up and you mix it all together, you can't, after the fact, say, oh, I want to take the eggs out or I want mm-hmm. to take the milk out. Mm-hmm. So be be mindful, my, my, my single people out there, who are listening to this podcast, I, I pray that you hear my heart and that um, you make sure that whoever you are communicating with, that you prayed about it and you make sure that this is the Lord's blessing for you and not the enemy giving you Ishmael when God wants to give you Isaac. Hmm. So that's for my single people. All right. So Thank you for going, that time. Going back to true in- intimacy. Mm-hmm. True intimacy. What is the right way? Yes. Because it may look different to different people in different relationships and different marriages because you're different. We're all different. Yes. So it may look different. Um, This is something you have to discover by communicating. Uh There we go again. With your spouse. I got to talk to my spouse again? Yes. No, you don't just have to talk to them. You have to listen to. Communication is a two-way street, and we want to make sure it's effective communication. So you want to tell them. You may have to show them. You also should ask them. Listen to them. 
This is going to be the way you're going to find out what's right in your house, Mm -hmm. what's right in your marriage. So let's talk about some intimacy killers. Can I say something before you get to intimacy killers? Sure. When you talked about communicating, it hit me. God is a God of speaking. He spoke this earth, this world into existence. Mm -hmm. Let there be, let there be, let there be. And it was. Mm -hmm. So God is a verbal God. Mm -hmm. We are created in his image. Yes. So we have to communicate. It, it's it's a requirement. Yes. We got to speak it. We got to speak it. And because I'm married to you, I have to speak to you. I That is a requirement. Yes. If, if we are made in his image, and we are, and God spoke everything into existence, mm-hmm. that is, mm-hmm. then I have to talk to you. And I have to listen to you. I have to be there for you. Yes. So death and life is in the power of our tongue, not in our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. What? So we can't think what we want to say yeah. to our spouse and expect them to read our minds. Mm-hmm. We have to ask questions and we have to also articulate our innermost thoughts. Yes. Okay. I, okay. I just, I just, that hit me. Okay. That was on the first podcast. That just came straight from heaven. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened, and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also, feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.